0: Sergeant Farrell! Sergeant Farrell! Can I help you, My name is Major Bill Cage. U.S. Army Media Relations. I was on a bachelor party or a poker game. You have an order in your left pocket that says, I'm a deserter caught impersonating an officer. But what it doesn't say is that your your name is Master Sergeant Farrell from Science Hill, Kentucky. And if you'll give me 30 seconds to explain how I know that, you may just save the lives of every soldier on this base. You have to listen to me! They know we're coming! They're waiting for us! I have been there! I've seen it! You're all doomed! You're doomed! Okay, okay, okay. okay I'm fine. I'm fine. This is J-Squad, yes? This is J-Squad, yes. Not that I should know that, but okay. Have it... any of you met me before? Bitch, I don't know you. Exactly! Yes! Thank you. Your name is Nance. You're Bibble. Kimble, Kimmel. You fight balls out, literally. Ford, Skinner, Griff, you're... He doesn't talk much. But there's a card game under the bed. Thanks a lot, asshole. Uh, Kimmel's working on a flush, uh, spades, no, clubs. And you're gonna make me eat those cards. Am I right? What I'm about to tell you sounds crazy. It's true. And you have to listen to me. Your very lives depend on it. <laughs> what? I, what'd you I, do? I wasn't paying attention. I didn't hear you oh. now, so. <laughs> All right. So that a nice little um I was paying attention. You say the one week you say you want to open the show. Okay, you... let, let's try it again. Let's try it again. All right. And oh wait, you Act. go and you go and actin. And don't You Watch Out Listen. My name's Dan Parose. See, like is... us on Facebook. I'm a Well, not even just Facebook. Dolphins! Ralph, I, I, did you know that... We, oh, sorry, Dan. Did you know that we have a website now? Well, it's watchlisten.org. All right. Watch, All right. Enough of your... You fucking sound like a Muppet. Ah. <laughs> Every voice you do is the Muppet voice. I hate this album. It sounds like the 80s. Yes, I do hate everything It's bullshit when they try and do things <laughs> different. I hate no. throwback See, albums. how can it be different if it's something that's been done 30 years ago? Ah, classic rock. Ah, it's dead. Ah, ah. Well, classic rock is dead. Ah, i mean, Wait, can classic rock technically die? Because you're talking about classic rock Shut or Shut up. You know what I mean. We're not doing this. All right, Welcome so, to You Watch, I Listen, episode 15. This is episode seven. Six. I'll be the logistics guy I here. just drank a Red Bull. I am hyper. Yeah, you're like jittery. You look like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Don't keep your drink close to your keyboard. I thought you were going to say Michael Vick. <laughs> Michael Vick. Where's I was, the dog? I was like trying to make the connection real quick. That... Okay, little behind the scenes thing. Did you know that's why Homer Bound 3 got canceled? Because of Michael Vick? Michael Vick. Was, was he the co-star? He was a co star? <laughs> he was supposed to be the John Candy role. How how much <laughs> bad publicity would Disney get if they had Michael Vick in Homer Bound for Oh, it? my God. Produced by Harvey Weinstein. Oh. <laughs> All right. So again, welcome to episode seven of you Watch I Listen. Uh it's just us two today. We're gonna take a week off of the guest and uh next we week, actually burned through all our friends. Yeah, Those we are... had we had four friends. Um but well, no, three man, uh, Growhouse me Oh yeah, that's right. But um, we actually do have a guest next week, Ralph. I think I can officially announce our guest for can next. Can you announce week. him? We can announce our guest is Michael Manfredonia. Yes, one of my oldest friends. I've known him since seventh grade. Um, one of my favorite people in the world. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest characters you ever meet, and he's gonna have some. Du- We're gonna spend some time just talking. Can we stories. say that Manfro is beloved? Yeah, he I- might be the most beloved person. For various reasons, everyone when they get to know Manfro, there is not a single person alive that dislikes him. I know that um, his first appearances, because he's Manfro, can be a little deceiving. But once people get to know him, they everyone loves him. He power bombed um, a friend. He power bombed you. He picked you up off the ground and slammed you on your back one night. Oh, I completely <laughs> forgot about <laughs> that. You guys were goofing around, and all of a sudden, you were above his head, because when you I were, was, Manfro's was a big motherfucker. My, my hip like clicked for a week after <laughs> well, that. The The whole the original powerbombing story was a Halloween party, um, and our friend Richie, who's one of Manfro's best friends also, and will be a future guest, came as of the Hutt, and this of the Hutt costume was this big, infl- it had a fan running through it. It was almost like a, a funhouse a fun kind of thing. It was the worst. It was and, and the Richie, most intricate bad costume and, I've ever and seen. And Richie's sitting there all night. He's got a there's a little hole in the front and he has a straw in his beer and he's drinking out of it, and he's trying. I'm like, yo, talk like Job of the Hutt. He goes blue, blue blue blue, blue, which is a fish. It's not Job of the Hutt. So him and Manfro are like wrestling. He, he talks like I do impressions. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So Manfro and him just start wrestling around, and the next thing you know, Manfro picks Richie up on his shoulders and does Brock Lesnar's finishing move, the F5. it happened within a split second. You know, you're you're telling the story like this was one occurrence. No, this was throughout the night. Well, yeah, they were wrestling all night, but that was the one that did him in. Uh, but then what happened after was he got up from the F5, went and knocked out of him a little bit, and then fucking fucking Micah comes along and speared the shit out of him. 350-pound Micah just bulldozed through him. A guy guy who was a really good football player, and that's why we say it sent Richie to a place he didn't he wasn't ready to go to. <laughs> rest in peace, Richie. You will no, be missed. I wish he rest in peace. <laughs> also, we have a big news. What's the big news? Do you hear that? Yeah, I hear the the jingling. Mic stands. We got new mic stands. We're pretty proud of our um. Ne- now we next the next upgrade is moving from lawn chairs to computer chairs. The next upgrade are new hosts. <laughs> yeah, new. That's exactly what we'll do. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yes, <sighs> you can hear them. And the reason, let I me. Mean, you didn't say the reason we got new mic stands, Ralph. And that's because episode seven, we are my not, hands got amputated. This, this this album. This episode is going to be called e- Edge of the Red Album. And it's also known as Ralph's Birthday Extravaganza. I didn't show you the poster yet or the banner. It is your birthday tomorrow. It is not my birthday tomorrow. It's my birthday on Monday. Whatever we're celebrating today, you are factually. It's going to be my birthday, birthday ele- when everyone hears this. your birthday is the eleventh, right? Yeah. Today's okay, the so ninth. it's your birthday extravaganza. I made you a fantastic banner um, that you'll get to see, um, and the the gift that I gave were these new mic stands, as well as building our website, which will have the epi- every episode update, some blog stuff, uh, all the pictures. It's youwatchilisten.com. So we're trying to build this enterprise. Um, uh, thank you to the Attack Moves Network and the what landlord. Do you think the t- strength on these are? I don't give a shit about what the spring. Yeah, are like. let's talk about tinsel strength. 20 minutes go. I've never even... It's on my list of I've, things don't think to talk I've, about. I don't think I've ever said that word in my life. Tinsel strength. When, when you, that's, how how strong, many times, that's how strong a Christmas tree ha, is. How many t- <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. I know, that's why I said it. Um, so, I wanted to get into a um, uh, serious subject for a second, and that would be uh, the passing of someone you and I both admired, uh, Anthony, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> um, this, now, is, this is a rough one. Now... I know some people um, That didn't like his uh, Stance on president Whatever You can't tell me This guy didn't live life How he wanted to live it uh, Called his own shots Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu I believe a purple Or a brown belt Under Henzo Gracie um, and just all around Greg met him once At a random bar When he was there with Russ And they, they didn't ask for a picture They just gave each other Like a head nod Because the guy was doing his thing And uh, it, it's sad Because you know From a distance uh, People that like to live Vicariously through do you, others Do you remember It was a topic I don't think we actually used But um, we were talking about um, If someone dies Which ones would really hurt And you were not and, You didn't and, even put Bourdain On your list didn't put on it I didn't think of it and it really is one of the few where I'm like, holy crap, he's gone. Because yeah. he touched everything. He touched politics. Um, I didn't know, Culture. You know, I very rarely agreed with him on politics. Yeah, I never did either. But. but I will say, he's one of the few guys that whatever he said, you know it's not coming from an emotional, and it wasn't, trendy he wasn't background. A, he wasn't a grandstander who was just saying things or donating to political causes. Then you find out he's full of shit. He just called it like he sa- saw it. Um, and it, it's unfortunate that a guy who, from a distance, everyone like that's the life. Like he gets to travel. I don't to even want to know. You know when someone dies and it's a uh, usually if it's a suicide, but it could be anything. Yeah. where they die yeah. unexpectedly. You want to hear all the facts? behind it. Like I haven't looked. Like I don't want to well, know. I'm yeah. going to tell you anyway. Hung himself. Well, no, I know that, <laughs> but I'm saying like I don't want to know about the depression if he had drug yeah. problems. Like I don't want to know. Like and it's it's. I mean, obviously, and earlier in the week, um, also fashion fashion designer. When, uh, you, when you when you uh, hang hung whatever. It's yourself when you commit suicide. Hung well, is when you're, like, decorating... Well, I your, hope you hang yourself later. Uh, with tinsel. Um, with tinsel strength. Um, but, uh... <laughs> that sounds uh, like a bad superhero so, ability. I have tinsel strength. He just shoots tinsel out of the tips Christmas, of his fingers. man! So he's trying to stop robbers, and he just... Instead of spider webs, he just wraps them in tinsel. You're gonna have that stuff in your couch for weeks. Um, but the... The thing that uh, earlier in the week was Kate Spade. Um, also, I didn't even know she was David Spade's sister-in-law. I knew, not, I knew nothing about her. Well, only reason I knew who she was, I had obviously heard of the brand Kate Spade before. But um, literally, I didn't think it was a real person. The, the, I, th- I, th- I thought the, it was like, like Aunt she, Jemima. It's literally, not a real the person. the night before it happened, um, the landlord and I were watching Jeopardy, and she was a Jeopardy answer. And I'm like, now she's going to be another one. <laughs> who hung mm. themselves with their own scarf? <laughs> hey, I'm going to keep saying hung now. I don't care. Um, but the thing that, um, I, I don't know, it kind of irks me is, and it shouldn't, but when um, a celebrity or something you hear about a college student that commits suicide is everyone pumps out that um, suicide hotline number. And listen, I think that's obviously there for a reason. But overall it's got to be we have to be more open to talking to people and you have people have to be more open about talking about their issues without feeling well, like it's, also, it's a stick there's a there's always going to be a stigma no I matter do what feel and i i understand what you are saying i also do feel like people get very angry when someone um commits, commits suicide, suicide yeah it's, it, and they don't know where to put the anger so then you start getting these pushback posts saying well, don't give them a suicide uh, help. Yeah. I just talk to them. Well, that's irresponsible too. Just there has to be... With things like this, with mental health, there needs to be like four like, stop gaps to things. There's got to be therapy. There's got to be medication. There's got to be hospitalization. Um, and the last result would be them killing themselves pretty much. Yeah. But, and, and I think, it, you know, if you see someone who's going through something, be a good friend. And that's obvious. And I think more people do that... This is what happens. I think this happens and people assume we're just ignoring mental illness. Yes. I don't think that's the case. I think it's one of those things we don't really... It's a taboo subject still. It's less mm-hmm. taboo, but... So we don't actually know what mental illness is or Correct. what someone having a bad day. Like, I came in. I was real tired today. Yeah. Um, What's the difference between depression uh, and a bad yeah, day? Yeah, and like, I go to Dan, you know, I, I worked late. I was grumpy, but like, I'm in a bad day. Like, I'm not depressed, but yeah. I could see... If I did that three weeks in a row, he could be like, well, we're well, depressed. No, I'm tired. Generally, the, the thing, because I, I grew up around a lot of mental illness, and what I, I learned in my my dealings with it is that um, people that are mentally ill, they cannot decipher the difference between a bad day and being depressed or an actual depression. And again, I, there's always going to be a stigma around it. There's stigmas around diseases that we know so much more about. And I think it's a matter of the just being open to hearing what people have to say because there are still a lot of people when they see someone that's depressed. Oh, we'll just get up and do something. And unfortunately, it is not that easy for them. And and I think everybody for very you look know at, look at Bourdain. He, get up and do something. That guy did everything. He did everything. Yeah. And he was uh, par- he looked tired. He yeah. really did. Like yeah. I and again, I don't want to know, but I'm sure there's something. There's always something deeper. But I also don't think it's any of our business necessarily. Yeah, depression also. It's not the same for everyone. I mean... Correct. Um, I know people who have been depressed, you know, in my life. Yeah. And they have the clinic. Like, they don't want to get out of bed. They have all the signs. Mm-hmm. I've gone through depression myself. Now, not to any extent of fear, of but, course. like, everyone goes through yeah. it. Sure. where I just kind of always feel a little off for six months where I'm just like you almost feel boxed in yeah to like extent. I gotta get yeah. out of this I gotta get out of this you're in, a so, funk. you're in a funk it's different for everyone I think everyone's tolerance is different what pushes someone over the edge is different yeah, you correct. can't say like well he had millions of dollars well that doesn't mean but, anything it's been proven how many times do we hear about these famous people even when it's overdose, I'm sorry like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Heath Ledger say what you want they killed themselves you play with fire you're gonna get burned and you, when you do that you know it You when you become so deep into it addiction and things like that is you know that the the risk of dying is there so you're playing it's like playing Russian roulette that's and literally you, what it is you've heard of baseline happiness yeah. where like Correct. if you take somebody from like a third world country who's you know Living, you know, day to day, you know, with trying to get clean water yeah. and you take, you know, Bill Gates, their baseline happiness is going to be the same. And they're dep- the things that bother them and the things that, you know, give them joy are different. But at the end of the day, we all have that same. This is what normal yeah, is. Correct. So I think money, status, ethnicity, you know, they are factors of it. But those aren't the only the, factors. The truth is, mental illness doesn't pick and choose based on the your circumstance and your luck. I mean, there's people that, from a distance, we think they have everything, and then there's people that don't have anything, and there's some of the happiest people. Shit, if I was Stalker Patty, I'd kill myself, wouldn't Ooh. you? <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean. Like, and she seems like such a happy person. So it's, and you know, if people knew how to be happy, we would have no problem. But there's no, there's no trick to it. It's different for everyone. How you, re, how you receive and. And give uh, information And the things that happen in your life Are completely different I've always said when my my dad passed away If I was the age that my sister was when it happened I probably would have killed myself I didn't have the mental fortitude at that point in my life But because I dealt with it for so long I am able to decipher the difference Between a funk, a bad day And an actual when I need help And also I think it's very hard to visualize even yourself at a different situation. Mm-hmm. You may—I'm not saying that you, you know you would have handled it fine, but of course you're using your logic now, yeah. projecting it back to correct. Something. And I could be completely wrong. It's like saying, like, how does it feel to be a bat? We don't know how it feels to be a bat. We know how it feels to be a person in a bat's body. And I know you're laughing, but no, no, I know, know, what know you mean. I put I know I ourselves exactly. in someone else's shoes. Correct. With our own concept of reality, we don't know how it feels to and, be in Dan's body as Dan. And, and when—and when I say like I would have done that when I was younger, if. That that, when I, if I was that young when it happened is I'm just basing it off on what I was like emotionally then and my maturity emotional wise emotional wise, mm-hmm. and where I am now and back then there were there was you know unfortunate things that happened in my childhood but nothing compared to when my dad passed so that's when I just think about those two things and I don't want to like, turn this into a whole depressing thing but my whole point is um, you know the suicide hotline is great if people need it, but there's there's other stuff reach out there. Reach out to your friends if you're your scared. Fri- if your friends turn you away and just tell you to get over it, then you don't have the right friends. And just always know there's there are people out there that are going to listen. And sometimes it's people you don't and expect. you know. What, but going off of that, if someone does say that, sometimes they might just not understand. It yeah, might not, and, they might not and be and coming you from it. a place of anger. That's or true. That's you off. They may not understand. And you may actually need to say, "Look, I understand you're saying. Just, just get listen out to me. me. Listen to me. And I'm not trying to put blame on the victim." Victim, but this is a very complicated, there's, complex... there's no right answer, just like there's no right it's answer to happiness. Thing. There's no right answer to helping either. It's, you know, what will every... always, you know, it always make you happy. Not that watermelon roll you gave us last week. I was going to plug our show, but then I realized that we're already on the show, so why am (laughs) I plugging the show? I I do agree that you watch, I listen, we'll make you happy. So let's jump into something happier. I think we should just go over um, our stuff from last week. Yeah, let's go into our... So um, you went first last week, so I will go... I think No, no, you uh, you went first. I went first. Okay, so um, you you go first this week. So I gave you Edge of Tomorrow starring Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, action, sci-fi, futuristic movie. So go on. So this movie, Edge of Tomorrow, I came in it with... So, remember last week where I said, like, I didn't go in with good expectations on Molly Damon? And that can always impact your view on it. Well, this one, I came in, I was like, try not to hate it, try not to hate it. It's Tom Cruise. I fucking love this movie. I told you, dude. But I'm telling you right now, I I was looking for reasons to hate it because I could not stand Tom Cruise. I'm going to say this, The Wrestler was a better movie. Of all the movies you've given, by far the dude, one I've enjoyed I, I, the most. So I went and saw that in the theater when it came out, and I, I've told you a hundred times I love Tom Cruise action movies, And my, but even then, my expectations were iffy because I couldn't get a good read off it on the trailer. And then within ten minutes of the movie, I was like, this is fucking... It, dude, Everything Bill, Bill Bill you pa- It was funny. It was really funny. Everything you see about it does not represent what the movie is. Dude, it was um, Sci-Fi Groundhog Day. It was... <laughs> but it was... Here's the thing. The though, concept of it. Well, it's a time loop. Time yeah, loop's correct. like kind of a reoccurring thing, but... That's what I thought. I'm like, it's going to be Groundhog Day, but it really wasn't. It actually was more. It wasn't as deep philosophical as I thought, but I think that actually worked for the yeah, movie. Yeah, um, um, they explain why he's in the time loop. With for once, it actually like it made sense. It was a very it, simple there was explanation. no loose ends in the movie. Um, I liked how it ended. It ended I, was great. The only thing I didn't like, and at time I didn't like, it's something I would have liked to see. Is I thought Emily Blunt by far stole the movie. Oh, yeah. Well, she, as far as I know with the sequel, she's going to have a bigger role with the second one. I, I mean, I... You know I, I am with sequels? It's going like, to be hard to... I think that was such an original concept and executed so well that the only thing it could try doing now is one-upping the stuff from the previous, and that's usually when sequels go I, wrong. You know, you could relate to it, too. It felt like a video game. I felt yeah, like this it really it did. Metal Gear Solid goes. Every day, you get a little bit close... Every time you die, yeah. you get a little bit closer Dark, to Dark next, Souls kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I... I was all in with this movie. Um, the only time it really dragged a little is when they were kind of out of the loop. Yeah. Because the novelty wore off. But again, it's dude, minor. I had I was, to end. I, I, I was laughing at so many points. Bill Paxton as the drill Paxton sergeant. Paxton was great. Oh, rest in peace, Bill. Um, the seeds of him training. He, he goes like, he breaks his leg. He's like, no, 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 I'm fine. And she shoots, shoots him. him. Um, it, dude, listen, I, I know you hate Tom Cruise, but when it comes to action movies, the guy... Nine times out of ten, he does it right, man. Dri- He's got a good eye for it. He- Dri- driving over because I uh, I watched it alone. My fiance uh, stayed at um, a friend's house last night. I watched it. last The night. fiance, the, the fiance, <laughs> um, and she's like, I hate Tom Cruise. I'm like, I do too. You have to watch this movie. I think you'd like it. And she's like, fine. I'm like, just. Trust and you like me. Emily Blunt, so I love Emily. She's Blunt, great. But I, so so the fiance watched it as well. She hasn't yet. Oh, okay. this this conversation we already had like twenty minutes ago. Okay. Um. Um. I really enjoyed it I I was shocked How much I enjoyed This movie I've told So many people And Josh had said The same thing to you That didn't Didn't expect much of it Or they thought it would suck Or they had the Tom Cruise impression I haven't met anyone that saw it and didn't say that was a fucking fun movie. Um, I, I I thought the aliens were cool. They were cool so looking. The, weapon, the aliens, weapons were dope. The, the weapons were cool. It, it reminded me of StarCraft. It had a very StarCraft feel. Starcraft. The, it, actually, a little bit of Gears, animated animated Gears of War kind of stuff too. Reminded of, no, not StarCraft. The, the movie. Came, it was Star. World of Warcraft. It was World of Warcraft. Oh, that's right. I did make that. So what would you rank? What would you grade this movie? Um, I'm going to give it a video game because it reminded me of a video game and okay. I already... You know, blew the cover. I, it, StarCraft, one of my favorite all-time video games. I played a lot of that when it first came it, out. I remember on the original PC playing StarCraft. By, by the way, if you are a little bit younger and you've never played StarCraft, download it. It's free. It's the best How strategy. old do you think? Oh, like, what's a little bit younger? Like, at what age? I don't know. We have to have, like, eight-year-old listeners. Oh my god Do it I don't know do if it I don't, I, I, don't I, <laughs> I don't know if it's legal uh, To have eight year old listeners So the show is rated uh... See so I I watched Edge of Tomorrow um, This past week also Since mm-hmm. you were And it was the I think the fourth time I'd seen it Since I first saw it in the theater And uh, again I loved it It, it does, hasn't worn out For me or anything um, As It it's criminally under the radar, I think. As far as that's when I say, it's the best action sci-fi movie in the last decade. It's, it's got to be up there. It's it pretty, has to It's got to be up there. I don't. One thing I don't like. I don't like that they changed the name on the re-release. Live, die, repeat. Yeah, just to get more just money. Edge of to tomorrow makes sense. Yeah, it it it's what It's He never gets to tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Every time he dies, I get pissed at him because he wakes up with the stupid handcuffs. Yep. So all right, so I'm really glad you liked that. I would have been very disappointed. Like Molly's game, I'm not necessarily surprised at, but I'm very happy. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Awesome. All right, so let's jump into the album you gave me, and you gave me Baroness Red Album. Um, now, I my only familiarity with Baroness, I would heard some songs that you and Greg had played mm-hmm. throughout the years, um, I w- so I was familiar with the sound and the tone of them. They're your favorite band, so I'm happy to say that I love this album. I'm so um, happy. I, I gave it a four out of five. Um, I, I didn't give any song lower than a three on it. Um, specific songs I like. The opening song on the album, Ray's, Ray's on uh, Opinion. It, it, it literally, it's a seven-minute song, and mm-hmm. it just kicks you right in the dick when it starts out. And their their progressions, their breakdowns, um, musically, I can't say enough about how good this band is. I know a lot of people that don't like metal and they don't like screaming, but it's not the kind of scream. And you know, I love Subnaut. It's not like it's not thrash. It's not like it's almost it's almost more like you can hard de- rock. You can decipher it if you've ever listened to old Metallica, Slayer, mm-hmm. Pantera, but they're. Musically, they are so above and beyond what I was uh, expecting. In my, I knew they were good musically because to be a good metal band, you have to have um, insane chemistry. And the start to finish, there, I mean, the the birthing was great. The third the third song, I think, is the one I gave the low. Not no, there was a couple I gave threes to, but I, I there was not a single song I had any feelings to skip over on. Even the instrumental stuff, I dug. the it, The fifth song is I didn't even grade the fifth song. I can't even say it's like a cockroach and uh, and floor. floor. Um, it's just an acoustic guitar interlude, and it's fucking cool, and, man. And actually, that song they do a lot. Um, reminds me of Babe. I'm gonna leave you a little bit. Now, it, honestly, actually, honestly, it does. Yeah, it's exactly reminds um, me of the Zeppelin. That's song that they do. They don't really do that so much more because, like I said, they kind of got a little more commercial sounding. Where they will loot these like intro songs, but they'll be fully fleshed out songs. So they'll have these songs that are instrumentals, but you can listen as an, standalone song and I don't see a lot of bands do that usually yeah. you usually have like a two you know 20 second intro or it's like a little you know solo that goes in the song they they do it a little bit differently correct and the, my favorite song on it was Wailing Wintery Wind um, I thought Start to Finish again there wasn't anything I disliked on it like I couldn't find a fault that I I knew you were going to like this I, one it, it's it was exactly what I was hoping to find in this mess because I'm, I'm going back and I'm listening to other stuff of theirs now but um they have to be their, their influence has to be heavy from Zeppelin um I the breakdowns and the progressions remind some stuff reminded me of tool a little bit there was definitely heavy heavy Metallica influence obviously so I don't know who else their inspirations were if I think a, a there big, was definitely uh, a rush inspiration there there's too, a lot for sure. of uh, Kais in there because yes. Kais is kind of from that scene Queens of Stone Age oh for sure is, for sure which is associated with that scene too different type of music oh, you know who else Mars Volta they had a little bit of that little kind of Mar- I hate the Mars Volta very talented band though musically I know I know terrible live but very talented musically Um, so overall man this was um, a great out like I said the other acoustic uh, instrumental uh, Teeth of a Log Wheel is fucking cool man like it, it's rare that I want to hear like I don't want to listen to fucking Steve Vai where you just make a weird sounds with your guitar they're, they're and, a fun band no the they, musically there there was no gap in the talent they were mm-hmm. all so good the, the drummer was great the vocals are great um, the artwork on the front of the cover which you posted on the Facebook Twitter website uh, fantastic so uh, a 4 out of 5 this is my highest rated album so far um, I absolutely loved it It, I'm it glad. was I was like I listened to it the first time and after the first song I'm like I'm in this is it this is it so now I'm going to be listening to Baroness quite a bit I, when I discovered Baroness because even though they're my favorite band I discovered them maybe like five or six years ago they're not a band I grew up with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was like literally my eyes open and I go I need to hear everything yeah. this band has ever done like I, I am all in I with think them. I feel like everyone has a band or two that they found by accident and they become, I know for me, one of the bands I found on accident was, I think we were in 10th grade, and I just randomly found Silverstein, who I'd never heard before. I wasn't big on the mm-hmm. screamo, emo kind of scene. And I heard the song Bleeds No More, and I was like, this is it. I'm fucking in. Heavy, angry, uh, um, little bit fruity but I, I was exactly yeah. what I needed at that time that's how I found them I discovered um, by accident when my brother had the mate feed kill repeat Slipknot album Yeah, I found that by accident and that's how I found Slipknot and then by that time it was right when the first album of Corey Taylor was coming out that actually that, that I want to think of something a little aside and we can kind of go back real quick and I know it's actually sort of related to something else we're going to talk a little bit later but do you have any band that it's totally against everything else you listen to by every measure you should hate this band and you really like them. I'll yes, um, the early November. I've never heard the early November. Um, I know, I've heard definitely, of them, but I've never uh, heard them. Old early November, there was an album where, so early November is just a straight up like pop punk emo kind of band, and he kind of has the high pitch whiny voice, which I'm never into, thank you for beefing. Um, I'm not into that kind of high pitch whiny voice, and when the lyrics are laid on a little thick, but I there was something about them. Is it like, the, a t- it's like a Taylor band? I don't say that. No, because ne- Taylor ne- actually November. doesn't like early November. Really? Um, I have a lot of friends that do. I got to meet the lead singer at one point um, when I wasn't as into him anymore. But there was su- their their lyrics can be pretty laid on thick and pretty corny. But um, there's a lot of early November I like. But it goes it, like if I heard that band any other time. I wouldn't be a fan. Um, it, honestly, if you're going to compare them to anyone, they're probably closer to like Dashboard Confessional, and I don't like Dashboard much. There's a few songs that are Dashboards, good. they're all right. They, lyrically, they're great. I just hate that lead singer who he thinks he's like this big tatted up badass, and then he has that fucking, eh, 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 fucking whiny, your hair's everywhere. Shut the fuck if up. If a guy has like, if a guy is tatted I up I care too much about images when you you're very, all tatted up if someone's really tatted up you either love them or you hate them there's no in between I always have a strong opinion on somebody with like sleeves I, I think um, I, I generally agree I, I have no issue with if you do anything from the neck below I don't care if you start going to the neck face area mm. like that douchebag rapper that I have no interest in ever hearing Post Malone just I got he got Post tattoos Malone. under. it's like he's a got, phrase under his eyes and he then just he got, got them like a, he's got like a stitch across his head oh my Nothing. god that the guy goes on a treadmill he just sees John Candy waving to him fat fuck <laughs> um, so what, what's a band that you like you're gonna you to give people... me a lot of shit for the alright let me hear it I love Hawthorne Heights I am uh, all in with Hawthorne Heights and there's not another band in that genre there's nothing well a... they're not around anymore So, Hawthorne Heights well the guitarist the, the, the... I know the guitarist died yeah, uh, yeah he died so I don't think they do music anymore no, and don't. if they do I'm glad I'm not a, I don't. wouldn't see them live or anything but um, there's a couple albums of them where I'm like I'm listening to it Dude, And I have it real low So if, no one hears uh, How can I give you shit if you, had, if you heard The early November And there is some really I'll good I'll listen to the early if, November if there, it, I'll give Don't listen to anything They released a double album Which was their first Like major record label one And that's when I was done with them That was when it got too emo There was a song called Hair It's like Hello how are you Love your shoes Love your hair Oh I hate and when band I was do that like Alright I'm done But before that they, they were a pretty damn good band Um so again, uh, the the other thing with Baroness, and this is where I really like probably where I got lost um, listening to music is when I started doing sports media and sports radio mm-hmm. and um, journalism was when I started going from listening to music in the car to listening to nothing but sports radio in the car only. I used I've always listened to WFAN, but it went from a time where it would be music WFAN on my phone or whatever at home. And then it just became WFAN all the time. And now that I'm uh, I'm driving around, I can listen to because there's certain things and I'm going to get into this in just a second there's certain types of music that you have to listen to with both headphones on and I can't really do that at work mm-hmm. um and in the car you can get that and specifically what I'm talking about is something that we're going to go over in the next couple of weeks is um we're reviewing and ranking the Beatles discography I know it's a played subject it's a little hack but um it's the, not the a Beatles. lot of people our age have this conversation necessarily about the Beatles and for me they're one of the most important bands in my life because that's where I that's where I learned how to play music with listening Beatles, to the Beatles to me are and this is a weird comparison but just hear me out sure so jackie robinson i think you can never stop talking about jackie robinson i think the accolades he gets i think the he's still story underrated. of him, he's underrated. I think the studies on him could go on forever. I think the Beatles are that the Ken familiar. Burns documentary about Robinson would really I, give, uh, give a good. Uh, if anyone, if anyone isn't as familiar with, because there's people that you know they they hate the Jackie Robinson Day for some reason. Watch Ken Burns documentary on Jackie Robinson, and then take a step back, and you'll be like, oh shit, <laughs> Jackie Robinson is one of the. F- five best people and, to ever live like and he was also one of the first um african-americans that dissented from the democratic party back in the day he bailed on them because he thought that uh kennedy was full of shit and, and jackie robinson he wasn't overly political to no point not of, at all he wasn't like muhammad ali he genuinely what he believed in and he, he didn't, didn't have a party allegiance he went with who he thought was best for his issues and and, um, and, and i think when you hear about it, he doesn't do what's good for african americans he does what's good for all races correct I think he's He's one of my all-time favorite, you know, just baseball figures. I think if you're a baseball fan and you don't have a hefty respect for him on some level you're not, level. A, baseball you're not a baseball fan so um, the Beatles yes I would say they're they're like that that Jackie Robinson sense that they, when they came in it changed the landscape of um, music you can never you know. say enough about the Beatles and I know some people are like oh well their early stuff is like it's a boy band stuff I'm like yeah sure but at the time that was like death metal everyone was so angry about it. imagine a, if Baroness got there's, released back there's a, there's a great movie um, a parody movie with John C. Riley, Walk Hard it's supposed to be like mm-hmm. a parody on Walk the Line and the first time he like plays that with his band, um, it's a song about holding hands. And everyone in the crowd is like, that's the devil's music. <laughs> do you, do you know who has hands? The devil. And you know what he uses them for? Holden. But that's what it was. And it, it that was literally counterculture. That was punk and rock you, at the you time. You also need to know the time of the country that, you know, Kennedy just got assassinated. Yeah, you know, exactly. America's innocence was gone. It was. You know, it it, it wasn't an are. early culture war in a lot of ways. Um, um, they come out. America needed something to rally about. I well, mean, something that the young people could um, look at, like get behind completely. When you hear, because um, you talk, I talked to my parents about it. Yeah. You know, they're a little, little older or younger than yeah, you know yeah. that target thing. They want to hear Frankie Valley he, he says that there's a distinct difference. The day before Kennedy uh, was killed, you're an Elvis fan. The day after, when you get you're to Beatles, music, you're a Beatles fan. I, there's a clear distinction. Yes. And so um, the thing with the Beatles and I was I I just listened to all their albums again because we're going to talk about this in the next couple weeks. Is I was at my desk and I have one headphone and and when you get to Rubber Soul, that's when they really started playing with their mixes. When they got weird, you would have one headphone where it's just the singing and the other headphone is all the 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 instruments or maybe there's a little bit of instruments. That's when they um, gets very difficult. That's when they got the uh, the Brian Wilson influence from like pet sounds and all that where they actually learned. They didn't just write songs. They learned how to produce. They learned about color um, uh, music tone. Correct. You know, things like that. It's when they start, let's just say, when they started doing acid um, <laughs> and they got a little more I creative. Agree. Actually, I think they started doing acid yes a lot earlier no, than we believe. when believed. they got heavy influenced by their drug use, I would say, um, and they got more creative and um, laid the lyrics on less thick. So that'll be in the next couple of weeks. We're going to rank the 13 Beatles studio albums. Real quick, because I know you listen to them all right, um, yes. already. I'm pretty familiar with them, Correct. but I need to, you know a quick refresher. Yeah. Did you do all the British ones or did you do the British? I did, just, I did the 13 main studio albums in... Um, Succession. Yeah, but the problem is that the order. early ones, they would release a British version, an American so, version. The American version would sometimes so, have a different here, I'll, name. Here, I'll read to you. Uh, this is, uh, and it's in Apple here, let Music. Me, let me just look at it. No, background. I have my rankings on here. Don't don't tell me what it's ranked, though. I'm not going to. Oh. I'm, I'm going to tell you this is how they are in chronological okay. order. Please, please me, with the Beatles, A Hard Day's Night, Beatles for Sale, help Rubber Soul, Revolver, Those are all the British ones. Sergeant Peppers, Magical Mystery Tour, White Album, Yellow Submarine, Abbey Road, Let It Be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be doing that in the next couple of weeks. But now that we got all that out of the way, Ralph, do you have any um, stories or anything you want to go over? Because I have a few different things. Okay. Nope. See you next week, guys. All right. Bye. Um, um, no. So um, actually, something I've been talking about, uh, you've heard me rant about it. The fiance's heard me rant about it. Um, recently, this, uh, this week, we had the primary election yes, in New yes. Jersey. Yes. And like, who's going to run for in November for Senate, Congress, House of Representatives? Thank you for explaining how a primary works. I I honestly, I know a lot of people that don't, so go on. And I notice, and this is like any other election, Mm -hmm. presidential, gubernatorial, whatever it is everyone takes a social media and everyone starts lecturing you about voting how important it is everyone's to vote. posting the I voted sticker people Ugh. are giving you assistance on how to register um, a few years ago P Diddy had the voter die even in you know even <laughs> I if, wish he did the latter <laughs> um, even in the 90s there was all these voting movements. rock the vote rock the vote like and they're not even politically motivated. I mean... It's just... It, it's trying to just realize, people, you that you, you have a great right in this country yeah. to vote. And a privilege. this is something... And I don't want to say it annoys me. It's just something I find interesting. That why is voting held in such high regard? Um, you know, I, I get it's an American tradition, but it's a tradition in any country. You have to vote your leadership unless you're in you know yeah. some sort of dicta- uh, dictatorship. Exactly. So... Why is voting, and you hear, well, it's your civic duty, some countries, blah, blah, blah. But why is voting held above all else? I'm a big believer. I love voting. I take pride in voting, whatever. Mm -hmm. But why is voting something you have to do? You always hear, if you don't vote, you can't complain. You know, this is your one opportunity. That that George Carlin bit would tell you otherwise, where if I do vote, I don't have the right to complain because I got stuck with the asshole either way. (laughs) If I don't vote, then I can complain all I want because you assholes made the decision Um. for me. (laughs) But, um... Classic it, Carlin bit, people should know. No, I know up. that... Yeah, it, no, other people, I mean, it's a classic Carlin it's bit. It's just... But. Why is voting considered... I think if you're uneducated on the, you know... Um, the candidates. The candidates, you're actually doing a disservice by yes, voting. Because you're voting based on hearsay, what you think you know. That's why they should have an IQ test to vote, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I... It's so... Um, as far as you said, it's a civic duty. There's plenty other civic duties. Yeah, like, I have to why, do jury duty next week. That's my civic duty. Why is it jury duty? duty? Why don't people, you know, rally around? You have to do jury duty. Why don't that you have to be part of a jury of the of your, your citizens' your, peers? That yeah. actually, I think, is much more. Uh, you're influencing some more than an election because I get Absolutely. it. Every vote Absolutely. matters. Blah, blah blah. That's been shoved Does down our it? throats. Does it really? No. You're you're a statistic when you vote. If Maybe. you're on a jury, you're one of twelve. You actually have someone's you know uh, freedom, their freedom. life. You the know, well-being. Yeah, their you have finances. that in your hand. Yeah. Why, you know, I think jury duty is equally, if not a bigger civic yeah, duty. I, I Going would, to a town meeting and attending, you know, the Board of Ed, things like that. These are all civic duties that just kind of get, well, you know, you're supposed to do whatever. Community, voting, community service. Community cleaning service. up your community. But voting is the only one where we that you get judged us. if you get judged if you decide not to vote. I think I figured it out. What's that? It is... Something where you feel like you're doing something without actually having to do something. You need to show up to vote. Uh, that, that's a good point. So people feel like, hey, I did my part. You man. did your part. Um, now, and I'm not. And I'm not. By the way, I vote. I'm not one of these people that say don't vote. I, it's vote, a I voted time. this week. Um, now, now here's the thing. I think that... I need to plug in my laptop. Keep go ahead. On. Um, I think the thing with voting specifically that a lot gets lost is. You know, you have the right to vote in this country. And if you go to Russia and Iran and Saudi Arabia, Cuba, Venezuela, you you're, China, you are forced to vote. Forgot to and, uh, whatever, you're forced to vote and you don't have a choice of who you could vote for. So that is such a, one of the most ultimate freedoms there are that you do get to play somewhat of a hand. In, whether you want to dispute how much of a hand your vote plays, but you do get to play somewhat of a hand with that said. I do believe it is also your right to not vote. I don't think anyone should be guilted into voting, which um, in the last year's presidential election, I got a lot of shit because I said I wasn't going to vote because I didn't like either candidate. Ultimately, I did vote. But... But I think it's just as much you're right that you are not forced at gunpoint like you are in those countries I mentioned to vote. And I think that if more people had the mindset when you get two shit candidates because you're only given two choices, that if more people realize that I don't like the lesser of two evils logic. And that's what every election has come down to. And then you get people, well, vote third party then. But well, maybe. And that's that's ultimately what I did. That's not an educated vote. You're voting something to take a vote away and granted yeah I understand you are contributing to something Correct. and yeah in a perfect world the stars align and if the two candidates were given are all full third party yeah okay that's all but I think you're doing it out of guilt out of yeah, I feel like which I is kind of where I was in the last presidential election then actually this is what I believe in and I, again if you feel strongly about voting go no, and vote I would never shame someone for voting just like I don't think someone should be shamed because they decide not to vote exactly I would rather people not vote than cast an ignorant vote and um, we actually give more credence to voting than running for the offices because we hate politicians. We yeah, hate but our, that's who we have to vote for. But those are who we have to vote for. So we're actually more our celebrated. Our fucking senator who's a proven crook, Menendez, and he wins by a landslide because he had more money backing him. And that's who I have to choose from? Are you kidding? It's... No, it, listen. I think that uh, you should... I think that you should take great pride in the fact that we are given the choice that we can pick who we want to vote for. And no one should ever be shamed for voting. And again, no one should be take, shamed for not voting. Take pride in all our civic dues. Take pride in, like you said, community service. Serving Don't hold on one jury. to a higher standard than the other, though. Yeah. It's like, I we, we look when I get jury duty, and I've gotten out of it every year until this year since I was 18 years old, because the first year I sent the thing back in saying I was a racist um, so I wouldn't have to go. And they didn't send me a single jury duty thing for 10 years. But I do have to go this week They wouldn't let me out of it Despite the fact I'm the only one That can do my job You need to post All these things on Facebook Saying like Taking pride in jury duty oh, If you don't do oh, oh that's a good idea I, I, I jurred I sure <laughs> I Get a sticker I hope, um, I hope you're on a grand jury And you have to be there For 12 oh, dude, weeks It's a pe- Pettit Jerry Pettit okay, a... Jerry So it's one or two days Andy Pettit Jerry I, I hope My hope is that I call in the day before And then I don't Because it's also literally The two days Are my dad's birthday So it's like Wonderful I'll be in Stuck in fucking Shithole Patterson Maybe I'll get some heroin While I'm there <laughs> Wait, wait, <laughs> you're on the jury for a, uh, a murder trial, and it's for a father, and you... <laughs> oh I'm like, my- just start crying. <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> this kids. is getting dark. <laughs> let him go, let him go, he has kids. <laughs> yeah, next thing I know, I'm Bourdain. Uh, so, all right, so well, like I, I, like that, I like that um, voting subject, and um, again, on this, and I, I stated this on the website, we don't want to get political, so I don't think that's a political thing, I think it's just a general stance on... It's a on, thing. It's a societal view, um, and um, I guess uh, observation. Uh, so I had a couple things here, um, and I sent this to you last week um, about Jim Gaffigan, the, the horse <laughs> racing thing. We, that's that's an Onion article. I know, like, but people are actually offended by it. Like, it's why it, wouldn't they be? I know. It, are we getting to the point where we're getting offended by jokes about horsies? Like, are we going to start? We can't make fun of bronies anymore. I think, hu- I think humor's just going to get outlawed. Dude, that's kind of where it's headed, though. Like, I mean, it's you kind of see it with the Samantha B and the Roseanne and whatever you think about that. But they're absolutely over Daniel Tosh, it happened to Bill Maher, it happened, it's happened to every comedian. Of and, course. And to be honest, going going back that's, nothing, to, that's nothing new. Every yeah, comedian's, but, but, uh, but it's never been to this. It's never been to where people got offended by horse racing jokes. The nation's never been this serious before. Yeah, it's our, and people want to say, "Oh, we're maturing." No, we're just getting fucking lazy. We we can't find anything. We, we don't even to- vote anymore. Okay, I'm done with that subject. Um, now the other one uh, you'll like this, and I think you got, I, I'm gonna need you to put some music over this one. Um, mm-hmm. so the MLB draft was this week. Oh yeah, and um, Let's watch did, TV. did you hear about who one of the players the Mets drafted I... in the later rounds? Did you hear? Uh, you didn't hear the story? Oh wait 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 wait. So they wait, drafted. Wait, wait wait wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Come on. They get they drafted. Justify the horse no. Yep, you got it That's it Okay, show's um, over So they drafted um, Tommy Wilson Okay, he's um, a pitcher Right-handed pitcher so He is the son of Thomas Wilson Who played Biff Tannen in Back to the Future. They drafted Biff Tannen's son. So, as a huge Back to the Future fan, I need, like, Power of Love playing over this, or just the just some general Back to the Future lines. I feel, I feel uh, really bad for uh, Biff because his son's career is over. Just... Just pi- just picture, like, when they're trying to take the Mets in, in 10 years, if they're in the playoffs, and whoever their manager is at the time comes to take him out of the game, and Biff comes running out. Hey, you, get your damn hands off her. We-, we have to go back. Keep Dwight and Tyrell away from We have to go, it's your pitchers. You only win one. It's your pitchers, Sandy. They're addicted to crack. Great Scott. Pull Johan. Pull, all. Uh, God So I um, I was very excited About that Oh here, here's a good Music subject for you You know the band As I Lay Dying Yeah Have you heard any Of the controversy Around As I Lay Dying Yeah we talked about Last week Did we Well you know That they officially Announced that they Have a new album Coming out Yeah uh, New music And it's very divisive In the metal scene About if it's okay To listen to it Hey look That's your own morals If you decide That you want to uh, Listen I wouldn't Judge anyone If that's what They want to listen to oh. I, I, I think you could Judge the band members For taking a guy back Who they said They would never record again because he took a hit out on his wife so here's the thing when it comes to metal a lot of metal bands especially in Europe are Like Nazis and things. Metal is not really known for having... And the one band that everyone thought was Nazis, Rammstein, really wasn't. Yeah, like metal really isn't where you go for your moral values. No, of course not. I mean, it's... I think in the American metal scene specifically, I don't know if there's been a case where a guy was in prison for two years for taking a hit out on his wife, and then the band that kicked him out said they'd never take him back, took him back. First of all, it was an attempted hit, so... like, Attempted, of course. He he did, but no, he took a hit out. The hit didn't happen, but he did take a hit out. Okay, that's true. So, Um, So so fine. I, I listen, if you like isn't the music, he all, isn't he all fat now? Cause he couldn't get a steroids. I don't know. I've never really listened to them all that much. Honestly, they're okay. they're actually, what I've heard, they're what I didn't are. mind, but, um, I don't, I don't know if I was a fan, how I'd feel about listening to the new stuff, but um, wait, um, he, um, so wait, real quick. So he was a bodybuilder. He was like ripped. Like he looked like, you know, like uh, Jerry only from the misfits. Huge. <laughs> just, just jacked. And it's, it's Jerry only all fat. Now he's like 60 something, but he used to be ripped to the fucking. He was huge. Oh, yeah. you know what I've listened to Misfits a lot I've never seen Jerry stay on Fat the lead singer okay so Jerry I'm not Jerry um, (laughs) as I like as I lay dying um, so he was like a bodybuilder like loved Arnold that's why they released all those uh, Austrian death metal albums and all that yeah and he was in Roid Rage I think that was one of his um, counter defenses why he fought with his wife and why he murder her like Chris Benoit but when he was in jail he couldn't get his steroids and he started like getting breasts yeah and like growing like like he started becoming like a woman because. His testosterone is all messed. Yeah, up. Yeah, well, you're. That's why so many guys, when they come off cycles, are taking estrogen and everything because it helps level everything out. Um. So, I mean, listen. Again, I, I was never a fan, but I mean, if I was, if, like, if if Corey Taylor did the same thing and then he came back to Slipknot, I'd probably still listen to the music. I just wouldn't uh, post. I wouldn't look up to him in any way. So, I. Well, I, did that happen to um my uh, my fiance? Her favorite brand, band is Brand New. Uh, they had the controversy where he was talking to, like, a 14-year-old kid when he was 25. Taking nudes from a 14-year-old. Yeah, yeah little, I don't remember the specifics. of creepy shit. Like. And I'm like, look, that all happened before you, you discovered You still enjoy them. the music. You enjoy it. I'm like, you don't have to root for their new stuff, but you can still like the old stuff and not feel a certain way about it. Shit. I mean, I let a lot of things slide with I'm still mine. a Mel Gibson fan, so. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people are before the jacuzzi <laughs> um all right so this is another one i played this game on facebook and i, I think you oh saw... i have a lot of... um so i played this and i have some names here so you're going to get shouted out um so thank you for participating so this is movies you hate that everyone else seems to love and i have a few of these i agree with some of them i really don't um so right off the bat um do you have any from people or you have your own no, you read the list I have okay, my own. So, I'm just um, organizing them because I just realized I wrote, wrote a list of movies and I forget which ones are which because I'm stupid. Stupid ass. So first, I have Ted, um, the the talking teddy bear movie with Mark Wahlberg from um, Kate Kelly. Eh. Um, first time I saw it, it was alright. I'm not big on Seth MacFarlane anymore. I'm kind of checked out on Family Guy for a while. Um, Transformers two from Brandon Nichols. Um I the first Transformers when I saw it, it was okay. I didn't hate it. It was entertaining. The second Do people one people really love the Transformers? They're movie? making spin off movies now. They make a ton of money. Yeah, twelve year old boys like that. No, them, dude, they make they every movie makes like opening weekend like 180 yeah, million know, dollars know, it's massive you go to universal half the shit there is transformers i don't really think people think those are good or no i know micah loves the transformer movies okay you know what you sold me yeah that you're gonna see them all the new one's bumblebee the spin-off about the yellow car Who the fuck is bumblebee and if you saw the movies he's like. i've seen the movie he's I... the yellow car that plays music he's yeah. like listening to dicky goodman fuck of transformers bumblebee. so um next one and this one pissed me off this is from drea super bad Pineapple Express and Bridesmaids. I like all three of those movies. All three of those movies made me laugh hard. Um... I like them. I don't love them as much as I want them, but they're okay. But, I mean, hate them? The bit, Trey just has a terrible sense of humor. Um, this one I agree with Pat Larson. Avatar, one of the most overrated movies and still the highest grossing movie of all time, but an incredibly overrated film. Visually stunning. It was a big deal when it came out, but the movie itself, it's fucking Dances with Wol- Wolves meets Pocahontas meets Ferngully. just Gully. say Dances with Moles? Yeah, Dances with Moles. We should make that animated <laughs> <They're> movie. All... <laughs> <laughs> dances with Moles. We have a bunch they of... go to a square dance. <laughs> But they're blind, so they keep bumping into one another. <laughs> it would be 90 minutes of nothing. <laughs> All right, so Avatar, Pat, I'm with you 100%. Um, I can't believe they're making three sequels to it in the next five years to Avatar. They're making three? Yeah. I knew they were making a sequel. After James know. Cameron bashed and how many Avengers movies there are, he has three Avengers movies lined up. Three or, or, uh, uh, Avatar, Avatar movies. a uh, crossover, um, Crossover? No, oh God. Um, so Jill Sanders gave me Lost in Translation. I agree, one hundred percent. Terribly overrated film. What from was the movie? Lost in Translation with Bill Murray, um, where he's in Tokyo. Overrated. That's um, eh, all right. It, it's overrated, man. Like that was the kickstart to the come the midlife crisis movies with these older actors. Like after that, Jack Jack Nicholson had about Schmidt. With, where Kathy Bates gets naked in the movie. He, um, oh, it did, dude, you fucking. It also, like but shit. it did bring Bill Murray kind of back. So I, okay, I do but, have a certain respect for it uh, I like the movie. I don't oh, love it. Oh, but Jill also gave three billboards, uh, the recent, um, from this past year, three billboards outside of, um, El- Elbing, Missouri. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good, so I don't agree with that. Jerry Emmer, Fast and Furious movies, agree 100%. Hogwash, garbage. Um, all style no substance they stink. they're fucking terrible Vin Diesel stinks the only thing good about them is The Rock the newer ones Um, and Paul Walker was a piece of shit um, Ash Mayola she gave me Spaceballs I disagree I love Spaceballs uh, I'm actually with her I think Spaceballs is one of the it may be the worst Mel, uh, Mel Brooks movie I, I could agree with that Um, but I still like it It's they messed up a parody of Star Wars she, she, g- really she gave play. me Austin Powers I love the original Austin Powers It's fucking... Uh. And also Pineapple Express... Um, Al- I see. I don't. A lot of these movies I like, but I don't love to the point where I could be. But shocked this is so, you're supposed them. to hate them that everyone loves them. Not your on. Uh, you hate them. Yeah, but like I don't like them enough to be like. How do you hate? But that's that? the point. No, that's not what we say. Okay, it's go, hate go. It's hate. You have to hate it. Like something that everyone universally loved that you hated. Kind of like Molly's game. That would be Molly's one of them. game would be on exactly. My list. Um, from Allison. Uh, I can't say her new name, but Allison Knowles. Uh, b- Bar- I don't know how to say your new name, Allison. Sorry. Um, Inception. I love Inception, so I can't agree with that. Um, Trav McConey, he gave me Pacific Rim. Agree wholeheartedly. I love Pacific and, Rim. Well, he actually specifically said Pacific Rim too, which everyone kind of said was terrible. And he gave me Tyler Perry. Anything? I don't think we could say everyone. <laughs> I don't think Tyler Perry's a really uh, beloved dude, dude. He makes uh, like an average of like four hundred million a year off his yeah, movies and shows. That doesn't mean it's love. There's a lot dude, of high but, grossing. Well, not no, no, no. Love but, and- if, but if it makes that much money, it has to be love because people are paying to see yeah, it. Right. It's just I was going to say the people that love it are in a completely different demographic than the people that hate it that's true <laughs> um and what else we have uh rocky horror from tom colicchio 100% agree. i agree i don't like i don't I like, it. May, I like maybe two or three musicals in my entire life um bill stark Boondock Saints 100% agree I like Boondock Saints Don't I do not understand The appeal of that movie I, I think it's uh, overrated It's kind of like Donnie Darko Where I think culturally It's overrated But I do like Boondock Saints Donnie Darko's on my list too I, I, I like Donnie Darko But I think it's overrated Um, People kind of And I love V for Vendetta But people do the same thing With V for Vendetta Yeah yeah um, Anchorman from my cousin Denise. I I love Anchorman. That might be the first one where I'm like, how do you hate that? I know. Well, a lot of people are like, Ears hates Will Ferrell. Anything she has like a single Will Ferrell movie. She likes one sketch from SNL. I um, Will Ferrell is one of those people. He's so distinct. I could see if someone does hate him. Yeah. Um, then uh, from Frank Barry uh, Lord of the Rings I I love Lord of the Rings It's also my friend Jake also My fiance said Lord hates of Lord of the Rings So I, I the, the thing A couple of people said Like Lord of the Rings And Star Wars But I know for a fact They never actually sat through them So I, I don't take their opinion As seriously This is one I know You'll agree with From Tom Fuchs A Christmas Story they go what, what how do you feel about a Christmas story? That's Ralph? number one on my list. <laughs> um now Richie gave me one that I actually loved. I saw it in the theater twice, was Boyhood. Um I haven't I, seen Boyhood. I maybe it's because I had such an appreciation for the filmmaking concept of it, and I love the director. The idea's Richard cool. Link. I love Richard Link later. I thought Ethan Hawke was great. Patricia Arquette was amazing in it, and won an Oscar for it. But the concept of the movie and the thing I liked about Boyhood so much is I kept waiting for the uh heavy handed, like dramatic, like someone dies, he gets Kill. He gets raped or whatever. I kept waiting for mm-hmm. that to happen. It never took the cheap shock value kind of thing, which it could have very easily done. I just think it's a. I think it's just a creative monument to filmmaking. Yeah, the I, it's it. exactly. I haven't um, seen it. I want to see it though. I have it if you want to borrow it, um, or I'll just recommend it at some point. Um, Dan Connor, um, Napoleon Dynamite, very yeah. divisive movie. Yeah, that's uh, a... I, I like Napoleon. It's okay. Um, now, this is one I agree with completely because I'm not a huge fan of this director from Billy Mcgee, Life Aquatic with Bill Murray. I fucking hate life. It's so Wes Anderson. We get it. You're quirky. You're weird. And there's always some kind of fucking. It's. It's. I like some Wes Anderson. Life Aquatic. I love Bill Murray. Can we stop acting like he's some kind of demigod actor? Do you know? Do you know what Wes Anderson is? I just realized a jerk off. He's the other side of Tim Burton. Yes. If it's... there's a coin, you have. Wes Anderson on one side, two birds like, on the. But then, but then like Wes Anderson's most recent, um, the, the Grand Budapest Hotel, I loved. It, it's just a matter of the the balance for him with quirkiness and dry humor and Life Aquatic. I thought was boring as shit. It bored the fuck did out you of me, like, and I wanted to love it. Did you like um, uh, what's the movie? Um, don't say Fantastic. Mr. No, Fox. Uh, Max Fisher's in it. Uh the guy's name is Max oh shit I mean who well, his movies Royal Tenenbaums and Ridgemore Ridge- oh I, I like Mount Rushmore uh, Rushmore you're talking is about it Rushmore? Rushmore Rushmore yeah Rushmore I like I like, I like Rushmore I like Royal Tenenbaums Rushmore's it's okay but, but see, that's I think actually, I think, that's most, his, I think most his movies are overrated Rushmore's the only one that I really don't like yeah I liked Rushmore though Um, So this is from Micah And this is a very um, Controversial one He hates Ferris Bueller Ferris Bueller's Day Off It's so hard When you talk about a movie That has transcended generations It's a movie that is still Culturally relevant And still talked about So it's really hard to say I mean you Obviously your own personal opinion You can hate it But there's like I can think of like maybe one other person that doesn't like Ferris Bueller. Well, you know what might happen? A lot of these movies, especially the ones that are in pop culture and like even though you've never seen the movie, Correct. you've seen the movie just from parodies, it gets hyped or it becomes yeah. so... Your expectations of it are so well, much I, that when you do eventually see it, it goes, oh, that's it. I also think, because um, Mike is a few years younger than us, his generation specifically, they were more raised... Like, the movies that were talked about when he was in high school were probably like the American Pie movies and Road Trip, Euro Trip, where it's more like over-the-top hijinks. And first Bueller, it's kind of just like... A, it's a for, ba- for a five-year period, every comedy movie was the same thing in it, the late exactly 90s. That's exactly what it was. And, I mean... I don't think Taylor in general likes a lot of those, um, the, the Brat Pack type movies. Like I like most of, I love Breakfast Club. I love Fast Times. I love. uh, Fast Times that I've never actually seen, but the others I like. I like like Pretty in Pink. I like 16 Candles. I I do like those movies. There's something about them. Weird Science is good. I I do like those movies. I forgot about Weird Science. uh, I love that when I was a little kid. So Ferris Bueller. Now this is the one that pissed me off the most. Um, from Mike Z. He's the one that came to the Halloween party as Francesca and puked everywhere. That guy um, ruled. He put the fucking Godfather. And I I can never, ever respect a man's film opinion if they bash the Godfather. You don't have to love it, but it is one of the single greatest achievements I'm in filmmaking to, I'm of all time. I'm trying to play time. devil's advocate. No, I'm you really can't, trying. You I can't. can't. I can't, it's, dude. The, the, between the performances, the score, the filming. It, it is the best cast Movie. I would the two best cast things ever. Godfather Part One and Two. I've God seen. the Godfather. Young De, De Niro movie, in Part Two. Every role in that movie was perfectly cast. And completely other end of the spectrum, Arrested Development, every role is perfectly cast. Yeah, exactly. It's the most perfectly cast I, well, movie Well, I'd say ever. The Sopranos, too, is perfectly cast, but you haven't followed that as deep. Yeah. Um, but The Godfather, dude, I, I that's one of those, like, I have, like, five or six movies that I just put on when I can't think of what I want to watch, and Godfather is one Godfather, of them. Godfather, I don't have a single criticism of, like... Well, I can have I, a few I, of Godfather 3. Godfather is good, dude. <laughs> Shut up. Um, next, another one I don't agree with from Jess Anamorato, Um. Friday. I love Friday. I could watch Friday and laugh Friday's, my ass off. Any Friday's pretty damn good. It's it, the, the sequels I don't like, but the original is actually even the sequels are one. The second one, one has some funny parts. Three was not good. A Friday after next. I honestly. Th- I probably saw a sequel. It might not have been the so, sequel. But the original Friday is great. The original um, Friday is hard to not like. And from, also from Dan Conner was Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I agree entirely with that. I hate I, that movie. I liked Scott Pilgrim. I just never had a desire to watch it again. I actually loathed that movie. I know a lot of people that did. And um, from Maureen, uh, Gone Baby Gone, which I fucking love. I think it's probably Ben Affleck's best work as a writer or director, or as an actor or director. And the reason Maureen doesn't like it is because there is... Have you ever seen Gone Baby Gone? No. There's one scene specifically, so it's about child abductions and child murders. And there's a scene... That's a very spot-on title. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, And there's a scene where Casey Affleck is investigating this missing child, and he goes into the house of where they're they're housing this... um, Registered sex offender, uh, specifically a pedophile, and he goes into the bathroom, and in the bathtub, there's like a decomposing child that's been dead for a couple days, and they show it for like a half second, but it's distinct enough. Mm. And it, no, it's definitely disturbing. Like Even Casey Affleck's character pukes right away, but Maureen, being a mother, she's like so it would turn her off so much. So what I would do at Best Buy, I would oh, take a copy. No. I would just take a copy of the movie and put it at her desk oh. and just leave it there. I thought you were. Just gonna, this is what I thought you were going to say. When you have all the desk heavies no. you. <laughs> Pause on that scene. <laughs> oh, oh, that would get me fired, probably. Um, but I, I, I do I, think—I don't think so. With I half the stories you've told. I, me? I do think there was one time where I was watching the movie. I think I made my sister watch *Gone Baby Gone*, and um, I snapchatted that scene and i sent it to her and she's like you're an asshole like generally it's at least once every few months maureen mentions gone baby gone to me so um you have any movies specifically that you wanted to so name I, off i actually did both movies i hate that everyone loves and i actually did i was the actually, other side. i was i was gonna make that a subject for next week so okay save that I'll, one save that one i'll say that one um so movies that i really hate um in no particular order christmas story to begin okay. with um i have a personal reason i hate it um, you Who shoot, touched you when you were watching it? <laughs> Who played with your butthole? Um, you'll shoot your eye out. God fucking damn uh, it. Oh, dude. I have. See, so I, I've i probably seen that movie. That's like in my top 10 movies I've seen the most because when I, I was a kid I hate it. and I, I hate couldn't it. sleep I hate on hate Christmas, it. I was watching it on the 24 hour marathon and I still hate do. It. I hate. So, ev- there's nothing about that movie I like. You're high, but go on. Um, <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. Okay, very, I agree. Knew- uh, and let me get, can I guess one of yours? I I, I know well, I a, have the list right here. Well, right? I want to guess if this is on here. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I know you don't love that. Yeah, movie. yeah, that yeah. would be on Actually, there. I forgot that um, one. So I, I, would, I didn't hate it. I'll, I'll tell you. I just didn't understand the hype behind I it. I would agree with you more on Requiem than Eternal Sunshine because um, Requiem is very much like the um, a, a artsy fartsy way of showing despair and addiction. That's the thing. I was expecting this really deep. Like, and it really wasn't. It seemed very he- heavy-handed, and like, it, it just wasn't. It was. Um, it it's was, the movie that a sixteen-year-old goes like, maybe drugs aren't. It good. was like the Cliff Notes version of what addiction and despair yeah, are. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> actually a really good way yeah, of putting that's it. That's the best way to say it. What else do you have? Um, this is my number one though. Okay. American Beauty. Oh, I, I hate. I like American, and music. I and I'm a Kevin Spacey fan uh, now, especially. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I've seen the movie so many times. And to this day, I think it's just garbage. I like American, and everyone goes, "You just didn't get." I get it. I don't don't think I. I don't think there's much to get. It's it's a pretty basic story. I do think it's a good movie. I do think it's been overrated over time. Um, but I do think it's a good movie. I, 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 I think uh, Annette Benning is great in it. I think... Um, the one scene everyone always fucking points to is it's one of the early scenes where he's in the office and the glare on his screen looks like bars and they go, it's a metaphor for jail. No um, fucking shit. Yeah, come on. like Give me a break. Uh, um, I, I, so I hate that movie. My, I, I have fond memories of that because I remember going to my friend Jared's house with uh, Spooner. You've met both of them and it was like when I, the movie I'm that Spooner, I, yeah, hang out, Spooner. I of course i'm just referencing for everyone else we're not just sitting here hanging out so you, you, you everyone don't know them, that like, listens to our show we hang out with no it's not true we did, I know. We did 1,300 listens this past week. 1,300 yeah. people. It's all from me. Don't go, no, going as far as Alaska listen to us. You know, <laughs> We had people in Alaska. Wait, wait. You did a dramatic pause, and I was expecting Ala- you to say, like, Indonesia no, or something. No. We went as far as We're, another part of the country. Another part of, my, it, I could see Russia from my house. <laughs> um, oh God. So my memories of American Beauty was when it came out, watching it at Jared's house. And it, it, we had, like, three movies in rotation. We watched American Beauty and then Scary Movie and Road Trip. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Like sixth grade. What what kind of 13, 12, 13-year-old boys go let's watch Road Trip. Wow, that's well, hilarious. Just, Scary movie. And then American Beauty. Well, because um, there was nudity in American Beauty, so we thought that was cool. And I remember specifically the scene that I instantly liked the movie. I laughed so hard was when Kevin Spacey's talking about his life, and they show him in the shower, and he goes, this is me jerking off. Uh, this is the high point of my day. And uh, I instantly, I, I have no reason to watch the movie. It's fantasy is roses coming. Like, yeah, what? no. No. It's artsy fartsy. Um, Now, some that I have, I agreed with Pat Larson completely on Avatar. Um, as far as horror goes, I Fucking hate the ring I walked out of the ring In 8th grade And everyone talked about How scary it was I Maybe it's because I saw the Japanese version Ringu And I It was significantly It it was significantly better Um, I hate that I hated Hated the Hurt Locker with Jeremy Renner, one of the most overrated war films of all time. The only reason it won the Oscars because, I mean, not that the Oscars matter per se, but it was a terrible year for movies, fucking horrendous. And that was the Avatar year because it was. Yes, the that was life. the av- that was the Avatar year, correct? Yeah. Um, now this one, I, I, I no, I got to stick with hate. I'm trying to think of uh, other stuff off the top of my head that I hated that everyone else. I don't like the Insidious movies; those are really, really popular as far as horror goes. Uh, I, have a, I have a question for you because I'm not a huge horror it. fan. Cabin in the Woods. I love Cabin in the Cabin Woods. Cabin in the Woods is one of my all time. The, the, I wouldn't even say it's a horror no, movie. No, it's it's a it's a parody movie. It really is a parody movie. But it's movie. one of the it's, it's a well you, done. You wanna parody. know what it can be compared to and um really not many people get this, but it's it's comparable to Scream. Yeah, because um, Scream people don't realize how fucking funny Scream is. And the most did you see Scream four? Scream 4 was really I've good. Actually, I've only seen the first Scream. dude. And th- I like the first Scream. The, dude, the, the sequels, they, they get a lot of shit. They're not that bad. But the fourth one was awesome. It w- went back to shouting out the original. Um, I really enjoyed that. But Cabin in the Woods, um, I laughed my ass off. It, there's some parts with the merman at the end is one of the funniest goddamn things ever with the the dad from Step Brothers. You know what? I really like the scene where the, they, they lose at the end and they're seeing them. the world's going and they're just going, they're just casually smoking a joint while the world's collapsing upon dude, it. Dude, so. it, it's it, that's a great movie. So um, next week we're gonna play movies you love that other people hate. Yeah, I already got a four. Good. Or five I'm glad one. you have a couple. Uh, I cut you off. What were you saying? For um, I I don't even remember. Um, but I think we should go into our. Um, I got two real quick. Go, uh, ahead, go ahead. Sweeney Todd. Um, oh, I hate Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I hate. Tim Burton. I hate garbage, musicals. Garbage. Garbage. And um, Last of the Mohicans. Last of oh, the Mohicans stinks. No, it doesn't. I love Last of the Mohicans. I, I that's a, that one surprises me actually. That's another one Who? I feel like it's like everyone loves Braveheart. Everyone loves the Patriot. Everyone loves Last of the Mohicans. Patriot, I'm not a big oh, fan of. I just watch it it's again. It's okay. Recently. It's okay. I don't hate. Dude, it Dude, the scene where Mel is just mowing down the when he saves Heath Ledger and with the tomahawk, where and he's just mowing motherfuckers. They don't down. actually show the guy right where like he's just chopping him for life. They just show the blood split. I actually, that's that is my favorite scene Dude. where they they could have quickly done a shock like quick like uh, the dead kid in yeah. the tub. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't show you. And I, I, forever, I'm like, I want to see what that guy looked like. I um that, that my that my original Mentos commercial video I made was with that scene when I made all those uh, Mentos videos with the movie scenes that was the original one I did and it got <laughs> taken down um, and so did my American History X prison rape one that one got taken out um, so that's a rough movie I like r- that movie. I love that's, American, a, that's yeah. a rough oh, yeah. movie alright so let's go into our stuff for this coming week um, I do not remember who went first last week so I think since you went first as far as movie goes I'll just go first with yeah. my recommendation um, so I've been trying to get like one of each genre and the one genre I have not given you is the, the horror realm and I'm going to give you one from Studio A24 this is one of their first big movies and they have a big one that just came out yesterday Hereditary uh, the movie I'm giving you is The Witch The Witch uh, The Witch uh, this is one of the most original. Didn't this come out just uh, recently? It came out about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, now the thing that's really cool about this movie is they use the journals from uh, the witch trials back in old colonial America to get the actual. Action... They sometimes it's hard to understand them because they're speaking old early English in America. Thy witch, thy that's, vo- no, that's that's the literally the what old... it is. And um, I watched it one one weekend with uh, the landlord and ears, and they were like early on. They were like, "I'm bored," and for me, I like a slow bird. And especially in a horror movie where it builds it up and then all of a sudden real life terrors. like the autopsy of Jane Doe. Yes, exactly. Um, and and they were a little bored. And in the last half hour, both of them were horrified. Um, the the setting of the movie, it's filmed beautifully. The acting is great. It's the girl that was uh, the main girl in Split, who is everywhere right now. Um, but just the way the movie's done and the way they build it up specifically to the climax, it's such an uneasy movie. I felt very, very... I wasn't scared, I would say. I was creeped out. I was uncomfortable. That's what I look like for in a horror movie. And as you watch this movie unfold and you just have to kind of put yourself in... Just imagine that mindset. And that's one of the things that did for me so well. When When I go to the movies, I like having experience. I like experiencing what the actor... If it's well done what the characters and the actors are going through. And it was very easy for me in this one specifically, it would have been weird if they were like saying, come on, honey, we got to get away. There's a witch coming. That would have taken me out of it. But the fact that, uh, you actually have to think about what they're saying because of the dialect they're using mm-hmm. um, it really put me into that setting and then as the movie reaches its climax and its crescendo I was like holy shit and it was an indie film filmed on a very small budget and it was fucking fantastic one of my favorite horror All movies right, of the so last I decade know, um, I think the fiance would like it a lot I actually recommended it to her a couple of weeks ago to watch I thought she saw no she didn't when she, she didn't? when she was texting me about her um, back being injured and she was looking for horror movies um, I recommended The Witch that's and- good some of the yeah, you, know, you jump out of your seat with a yeah. pad back. I, I again, I think it's only the last half hour where these two got scared and probably the same thing. Um, but uh, this studio, A twenty four man, they've done some really really wild shit, and they apparently have a a masterpiece on their hand with the one that just came out yesterday, Hereditary, because everything... Hereditary was, I've seen all over the place. Uh, I have not read a bad thing about it. I know a couple people that saw it already and they said it's just, it's real life horrors. So this studio is one to keep an eye on, A24 with everything they're doing on the indie scene. Okay. So you got The Witch. What do you have for me? Okay, so I actually was going, because I usually have the album I have picked out for you pretty early on. And, okay. And you know, occasionally I'll switch last minute because some will come on me. Yeah. This week I really struggled because... Um, originally I was going to just let you choose the album. I was going to do a cootie catcher. I don't want that. Um, but there were going to be four albums like... I'm just going to pick Illmatic every time. No. (laughs) You weren't going to see it. You were going to get randomly assigned. okay. I can do that So what do you got for me? So, I I went just some... I thought there was one that I really wanted to give you that I love, that I knew you would hate, but I wanted to see... How much you hate it And then I realized You know what You already gave me one That I hated Yeah yeah um, So I'm gonna give you Another metal album By the way Did you shit your pants <laughs> I've been Dude, It's been rough This is disturbing I got i, had, had, I, I went gonna have to put A uh, parental advisory warning On it This shit is so bad <laughs> Oh my god! You're put you need a smell. you will be able to smell it through the screen. Oh, There's, I can't wait till the you can stream the first podcast. You it's smell. 4D you spirit. smell. I puke. <laughs> you smell. I shit. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, wait! That's backwards. You shit. I smell. Um, so, um, Baroness is my favorite band. Okay. Um, the Red album is a great album. It's not. My favorite Baroness album. It's not even one okay. of my all-time favorite albums, but I'm going to actually give you the first album that, even, Cut Copy is really high up there, but this is one of my, like, if you're stuck on a desert island, bring with okay. you albums. What is it? Um, It's agalock The Mantle. Oh, what's the name? Which band? What's the name of the, which Ag- it? agalock is spelled? the band. A-G-A-L-L-O-C-H, The Mantle. Okay, what kind of music is this? It's a metal album. Metal album? But it's a different kind of it's metal. It's called The Mental? The Mantle. The Mantle. The yeah. mantle. Um One, it's a critically acclaimed album, okay. so um, if you do hate it, you can put it on the... Uh, albums, albums I there. hate that everyone but, loves. But um, it's, it's a unique album. Let me give you this. It's folk metal. Okay. Folk oh, metal oh, is a man. very yeah, no, I'm difficult in. I'm in. genre. I know I know it is. I'm, I'm in. You and don't have to say it anymore. It's very easy for an album to be corny in that genre. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This album nails it perfectly. It's got black metal elements, it's got folk elements, it's got um, uh, uh, progressive yeah, elements yeah. in it. When did it come out? Uh, 2002. Ago? Okay, so it's the band, the band actually has since broken up. Um, all their albums are good, but this is the only one that I can say is just perfect. I cannot tell enough how much I love okay. this album. I've given it to people who hate metal. The fiance, for example. She hates it and she, she loves it. She liked it a lot. Um, it's not an album where you can really rate by song. I mean, you can. I think there's yeah. seven or eight songs, but it's it's the strongest concept album I've given you. Every song plays into one another. You have to listen with headphones. Yeah. Um, it is just an amazing album. You may you may not like it, but I doubt you're going to say, be, I don't like a minimum, it. At minimum, I'll be able to appreciate it. You'll be able to appreciate it. Okay, that's fair. I, I, if you're trying to get into metal, And you're someone who's tried and this is a good album to start with. Not because it's light. On the contrary, it's just there's so much going on. Yeah. There's going to be something in this album that you like. The mantle, um, Twin Peaks metal is the only way to describe it. <laughs> oh, then I'm I'm in. I mean, and the fact that you said it's like folk metal, I, I love that sound, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited about and they're from, the this And the guys one. are from Portland. It's not even from like Norway or anything like oh, that. Oh, no shit. But they're not like Portlandia, Portland. Like, I, I would metal. hope not. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Uh, the picks this week are uh, the movie The Witch and... Algalock, The Mantle, um, if you want to play along. Um, So we were just talking about horror movies, um, and I just did a a blog post about this on the website. Um, Yesterday, the trailer came out for the new Halloween movie. Did you get to check out the trailer? I do not care. So let me tell you- I know you like it, I don't care. I mean, here's the thing. I think the original Halloween um, is the- best of all the slasher movies when it comes to a straight-up movie. I'm a I am big agree. I'm a bigger Nightmare on Elm Street fan, but when it comes to a straight-up movie, Halloween is as close to a masterpiece as you'll get. It's the only one that's a good movie, yes. I would and say. and something Halloween has unfortunately had, like most of the slasher genre does, is some really bad sequels. Um, the second one isn't that bad. Three is bad, and then you go to season Isn't of the witch. The one where they have the Season of the witch. Season of the witch. Yeah. Um. And then they released two sequels in the um. They two sequels in the two thousands. H two O, where Jamie Lee Curtis was back, which really wasn't that. I bad. I saw that one. It wasn't that, that bad. Wasn't bad. And then Resurrection with Buster Rhymes which is terrible. <laughs> and they kill. They killed <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis in the beginning. Trick or treat, motherfucker! Like, wait, did Buster Rhymes kill Jamie Lee Curtis? No, no, Michael Myers killed oh, him, I but Buster gonna... Rhymes is in it. Um, and then Rob Zombie rebooted the Halloween series. I did not, it, not like the reboot. It, it was a horrendous piece of shit. Um, I don't need to feel bad for Michael Myers. That's not the point. I, I the the sympathy factor on a uh, a slasher is not. But if you to be even there. done it, if you did it well, it just wasn't done well. Well, well it's here's the thing. I'm taking your line here. Here's the thing. So on the Nightmare on Elm Street remake with Jackie Haley, which was not good, they teased that um, Freddy Krueger was falsely accused by the parents in the movie. And you're like, oh, that was actually an interesting angle. He didn't actually do it. And that's why he wants to the revenge. They tease it. But then it turns out that, yes, he did do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but And that movie was just terrible. In this Halloween movie, they made Michael Myers an abused child, a neglected child with a terrible mother and stepfather. Um, and that's why he went crazy. I I think with a character like Michael Myers the mystery is better left unsaid and also you lose something because Michael Myers is this unstoppable force doesn't say anything that's I think the thing it's a horror movie is the lack of how are they going to get out of it are they going to get out of it it's a nihilism the all hope is gone Michael Myers, if you show a human side of him, even it, you know it takes, fleeting, it takes it away. You don't it need does it. that's why it. I didn't like a show like Bates Motel. I don't want to feel bad for Bates, Bates Motel. stick. exactly. So now going back to this Halloween trailer. Now what this is? First off, they brought in a new brand new writing team and directors. I is that what Rob what Zombie? Was, no, one of the writers is Danny McBride. He helped <laughs> pen this script, which to me, right away, he's a huge horror buff. It's being made by a fan and not a fan like Rob Zombie, who's a, a rock star who made his career on being a horror act. Let's be fair. So Danny McBride is penning it And it's the first sequel That is bringing John Carpenter in to help So the hmm. creator of it Is coming in And this is where It gets interesting Who's, direct- who's directing it? Um, I'm not completely familiar With the director So it's a new fresh name Which I kind of like He doesn't; He's not tied to anything Richie Collier and But specifically this It's going to ignore Every sequel that was made it's going to be a direct sequel to the original Halloween, 40 years after the events of the original. So it's not a reboot? It's not a reboot. It's well, a I guess it se- kind of is a reboot, but it's, it's a, a reboot dr- It's sequel. a reboot of the original. It's a sequel uh. with 40 years after the original, Jamie Lee Curtis is back playing Laurie Strode, and Michael is a mental institution and then obviously as it goes breaks out but the elements of it where it's bringing back the terror that Michael Myers was showing the the scarred victim and Jamie Lee Curtis and how she's been preparing all this time and that he gets out this is the right way to do it. You go back to its roots. You go back to a singular uh, person that has emotional ties to this rather than a new set of babysitters, a new set of characters. This is the right way to do it. Hmm. And the fact that it's being made by... You might have sold me. It. It, you might have sold the, me. The trailer, I, and the, the John Carpenter specifically said why he didn't like the sequels is they became too much fun and not enough... Terror, and that's what he said. When I when these guys showed me the script, what Danny McBride presented to me, I said, "This feels like I may have worked on this. It felt like what the the element of it was supposed to be. The original mask. I hated the one Rob Zombie used, where it had to look spooky. That's it looked like a. You know what the original Michael Myers mask was? It was a uh, William Shatner a William Shatner Star Trek mask, and they they painted it white, which and just the dead beady eyes. Uh, I'm I'm really excited, and I hope they they get it right. Do you like any of the Rob Zombie movies? Devil's Rejects is great. So Everything the else? only one I really like. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses isn't terrible. That, wait, that's the one that... Devil's Reject is a sequel Yes, through, right? correct. Yeah, those two are okay. Um, de- I th- Devil's de- Rejects, actually, I really like. I think House for Thousand Corpses is okay. Um, Devil's Rejects, I think, is fantastic. His Halloween movies, one was bad, two was somehow worse, and he just recently did another horror movie that I didn't get to see, Salem's Lot, I didn't get to see, um, but I heard it was okay. Yes but I'm yet? tired of him putting his... It wasn't Salem's Lot. I, I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, Salem's Pit, maybe. It was something weird. Lords of Salem. Lords you know, of Salem is what like, it was. His movies remind me of someone who... Knows what a horror movie Should look like he, But has never seen one He directs them Like his first movie Was House of a Thousand Corpses He directs and it, them like Music videos almost Well and because it's weird I li- actually like Rob Zombie but I just think he's a little too um, he, thinks he's, he thinks he's like Tarantino it's kind of like he's very heavy handed with his filmmaking but actually um, we gotta wrap up soon because we don't even have a guest and we're going long um, I'm actually seeing Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson in August uh, Bitman got like really really good tickets from his job um, with like a VIP 10 and I, I saw Zombie and Manson at Ozfest back in like maybe 02 so I'm actually a little excited to see that uh, that act in person again so, uh, do you have any concerts coming up that you're going to Actually, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's I'm, I'm seeing you two again in a few weeks, um, and then Zombie Manson, and I don't know what else. Actually, Bar- Baroness is touring right now, and they're, there's rumors that they're um, releasing a new album soon. So, you know, if they come around, of course, I'll see them. Yeah, I, I'm actually. You kinda- also, I, I've never seen a concert. I've never seen a band more than twice live. So like, you've also never seen the one that you told me the other day. You never, I've never seen a movie more than twice in I know, in a and movie I, that was that asshole guy that he saw the Avengers 42 times in the theater I hate that more guy. more times than the days the movie has been out. And I'm tired of people celebrating someone being an asshole. He spent a grand on movies. I hate nerd culture, which is our it's, first and topic. Want to know what actually bothered me more than just seeing the movie 42 times? He had a different Marvel-related T-shirt. All 42 pictures he took. How bad does that guy smell? He must have some kind of money, or he's just wasting it. I, I don't know. So um, let's let's quick wrap up. Okay, uh, I got, up? wait, wait. I got one what do topic. You, for what do you, you got? Real quick. Let me go. This is weird. This okay. Is weird, but I have a uh, some you need to do. Okay. You have to get your pen out. You need to write this down. All right. I want you to look at a YouTube channel. Okay. Shively Humperdink. Shively Humperdink. I want you to watch. I want you to watch the Dream Chasm videos. Each one's only about a minute long. There's about 50 of them, so it's about an hour's worth. Just watch them. That's all. Okay, that's all I need to know. Um, All right, so let's close out with a hot take. Ralph, what's your hot take? Hot take. Did you hear the story that Zach Diasi lost his Super Bowl rings? Did he really? Okay, so originally he reported them as stolen. Uh, How many did he have? (laughs) He had two. Uh. Uh, Did he have two? Let me real quick. Uh, Yeah, he had both of them. He lost them? Um, How do you lose it? It's It's fucking gigantic. So originally he said he got them stolen. He left it on the roof of his car and drove off after getting coffee. What is it? He, did he rent a VHS and leave it on the roof of the car? Like, that's literally what the equivalent is. I, I, I'm just... Wait, I, how is that a hot take? Is that a news story or a hot take? It's a hot news story. Uh, okay, hot take. Zaitasi, <laughs> <laughs> don't is lose like, your Super Bowl rings. Don't put your Super Bowl rings on the roof of your car. Okay, um, real... Okay, uh, quick hot take. Um, you go first because I actually didn't okay, have one. Prep. so here's my hot take. Um, I was watching it right when you got here today. Um, I love gangster movies I love gangster TV shows Uh, Casino is better than Goodfellas I know a lot of people Don't agree with that But I-, I love Goodfellas too I think Casino It tells a better story I think the acting Is better And I think the music you- It runs a little long And Sharon Stone Can get a little annoying In it But I think as far as The anger And the characters And um, just overall I am more entertained Start to finish By Casino Than Goodfellas And yeah. I love both of them I like Goodfellas I like it a lot I just don't I don't have the same uh, you know I think a, I, think, everyone else a, I does, think a lot but. of the the praise for Goodfellas too being like superiors because it got screwed out of the Oscar from dance by dances with wolves which never should have happened I think that's where a lot of it comes from. I don't need a hot take about the fucking Mets, you cocksucker. That's been like four year outtakes. I'm, looking, hot I'm looking for a hot take. I don't have a hot Here's take. A, here, I'm going to give you one. No, you there, can't no, give me I'm going to give you one because I'm tired of you fucking ripping on my team, you cocksucker, as if you don't have the best record in baseball. This is the problem with you cocksucker Yankee fans sometimes. You don't even realize that you're on your fucking high horse as if being better than the Mets is some kind of achievement in 2018. Get the fuck out of here. There's a hot take. i it in your face. Yeah, every fucking week, you bring it up, you dickhead. Well, the Mets need to do better, but I'm not going, oh, Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. I'm not playing you're, your... You're literally, you go hot take it. The first thing you type in is fucking Mets. Here's one for you. You're going to take this one. Your thoughts on Terrell Owens not going to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I don't give a shit. See, you can't even come up with... You're so unoriginal. What are you doing? Give me a fucking hot take. Give me okay. an opinion on something, or I'm cutting you off. Okay, the Mets have... The Mets have scored three runs in their last fifty-one innings. Okay, wait, wait. I'll I'll, I'll give you a hot take. Um, Yankee fans need to shut the fuck up about complaining. You got the best shut record. the fuck up about complaining. They they, almost, they don't stop talking about how much they complain. <laughs> no, they need to shut the fuck up about Gary Sanchez's. D, although just... although he needs to start hitting above two hundred. Okay, Yankee fans. This is something I've said probably in private. I'm sure I've said it on the show before. Mm-hmm. I get along with Mets fans better than Yankee fans because I legitimately am a baseball fan. I'm a baseball purist. I've told you that I'm not a big fan of the DH. I've told you I don't like interleague. So I'm a big fan of the history, and a lot of Yankee fans... They're, they're just Yankee They're bandwagoners. Fans. They, they, they like you. Didn't hear anything from y- certain Yankee fans until last year. Yeah, like they like the logo. They like being a part of it. I'm not going to even say they're bandwagoners, but they—they're just—it's it's more of a fashion, like yeah, a fashion, they're, they're yeah. just—they want to be a part of it. Where Met fans don't have a lot to celebrate, so they're loyal to their team. And you know, they, if you're a Met fan, they're all very educated baseball fans generally, yeah. for the for the most part. Yeah. So, as with any fan, but I need Yankee fans to relax. You have the best record in baseball. Well, actually, technically, the Red Sox still do, but the Yankees have played five less games. Percentage points makes you the best record, yes, but they've played shit. five less games. They, the, they, Yank, the Red Sox have the best record. in Percentage the league. percent? No, they, that's only for rankings. That's only for less, the, the standings. Oh, the, the standings. If you are in first place, you have a better but, record. But they've played five less games. They have the most wins. The Red Sox, factually, and have they're the, winning, and they're winning the, 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 the Cup. The Red Sox. I forgot what the amount of games it was, but they've won more games than any team with that many games played since nineteen twelve, I believe it is, which was what team 1912 would have been that was the red sox yeah and that uh, was the last time a team won this many games in their first like six okay, or whatever real quick give me a hot take i want to play the give me a year i'll tell you who won the world series game i actually have that scheduled for a show we, we're literally we we're yeah we're and i want what, to what are we going to do we're going to bleed into the next show no no i just it, it, when we don't have a guest an hour and a half is a long time when we don't have a guest i mean i could keep going Here, if you want I, to i'll, I'll be grow how i'll be the guest go Hey everybody! It's me, Grover. I just showed up. <laughs> all right, we're, we are going to play. Ralph can name every like World Series winner from like what? What year? Um, Live ball era? Like, like forty-five on um, the early ones. I'm a little weak with, so because I, I actually want to have a printout to correct you. I can do Super Bowl. I can do most of the NBA, and I can do all of. What about WNBA? <laughs> Comets. <laughs> Comets. Comets won the first four. I know That's all about. you know. Um, alright guys so thanks for listening again uh, again you could follow us on Facebook, Twitter um, go to our website You Watch I Listen which will have all the streams up you can subscribe right on iTunes SoundCloud right there and listen to it and directly thank you uh, Dan for the mics uh, all course, joking aside I really do appreciate it it was a nice this uh, is surprise. your nice birthday extravaganza we'll be celebrating your birthday next week along uh, with um, I believe we're going to be doing some recording at your house yeah yeah for, so um, a little the- Little special treat. Um, I requested we're having not a party, but just a few friends over get together. It's my birthday. The fiance wanted to do something nice because she doesn't suck, and I wanted um, I wanted Dan to bring the board over. We're just going to record some of us, and we're just going to leave them on, and anyone can contribute. It's going to be a clusterfuck, and we should actually probably just hook up and video live stream that one because it'd actually be kind of funny but we'll talk about it yeah yeah we'll figure it out out. so again this is episode 7 your recommendations this week were the witch Agaloc the mantle so thanks for listening Uh, we'll see you guys next week fuck the Mets fuck off (laughs)